Hello, and welcome to this live recording from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This message was given by Peter Christofides at our Buragoon campus. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy what God's got to say to you. Once again, happy Father's Day. I got some statistics just on Friday from the Fathering Project, and it's uh, quite interesting statistics. And it says that 41% of dads dad like their dads did. We say that slowly. 41% of fathers actually father the way their own experience of their father was, that learning experience. 98% recognize that fathering affects kids. It affects their health and their well-being. 96% of new dads took time off for the birth of their kids compared with only 66% of the previous generation. And we're talking about dads with kids over the age of 30. 90% of new dads regularly change nappies, (laughs) compared with 69% of the previous generation. 82% of new dads regularly do housework. My wife encouraged me to increase that, compared to 74% of the previous generation. 64% feel that it's challenging to find quality dad time to spend with their kids. It's great news, but we still need a lot of help. When we first arrived in Darwin, Michael, our little boy, was uh, just uh, young, and there he is on the left-hand side, and uh, he was about two and a bit there. And I said to him, son, when I leave the house, you're a big boy now, you need to look after mom. She's our queen. You need to look after her. And so he would say, yes, Dad, but I need help. And I'll never forget that. Eight years ago, in fact, ten years ago, I remember how he used to say to me, Dad, but I need help. Well, it was the last night of Jesus' life. And he's in the upper room with his disciples And he tells him that he needs to go away. And this information uh, troubled their hearts. And so he wants to reassure them that he won't leave them alone. But he needs to go away. This needs to happen for him to leave so he can go and prepare a place for them. And so he leaves the disciples. But he says, I won't leave you alone. I will give you somebody who will be able to help you. And so I want to take up that passage in John 14, verses 15 to 27. Jesus writes and he, or speaks and he says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend 
to show yourself to us and not to the world. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and he will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and I will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Well, we know that Jesus is speaking like a father to his children. And so he says to them a few specific things that perhaps we shouldn't misunderstand. He says, uh, I'm going away. The world won't see me anymore, but you will see me. Because after his death, he rises from the dead, but still is with them for another 40 days before he ascends back to the Father. And so he's saying to them, you will see me. But the time will come where you will see me no more. And so he gives them this word of encouragement, and he wants them to take courage from this. And so what is the Father saying to the disciples? What is he saying to you and to me today on Father's Day? He says, firstly, I will help you with the Advocate. I will help you with the Advocate. Although Jesus is leaving them forever, he will be leaving them another Advocate, the Paracletos. And so some translations say that he will send them a helper. Some say a counselor. Others say a comforter. And I don't think that these words make absolute uh, sense with reference to the depth of that meaning of that word. And so perhaps the word advocate is the one that comes close. And he says, I will send you another advocate. And that word uh, is not uh, a different one. But one who is the same, the word alon is used, another one as in one who is like me, not eteron that might be different, no, the same one like me, the parakletos, the one that will come para alongside you and will plead and cry on your behalf to the Father. One who is exactly the same as me that will go and speak to the Father. And when I speak to you, he's telling the disciples, that one who will represent me, the advocate, will speak like I speak and will breathe fresh heart into your lives. We often misunderstand because of our earthly father and the relationship we had with him. But he says, I will send you another advocate because you will need him. To be able to accomplish the goals that I set for you. You will not be able to do it in your own strength. Just as I said with my little boy, son, look after mom. But how, dad? (laughs) But how? You know, you need somebody else to help you. Because there are certain goals to accomplish. And folk, we need the help of the Holy Spirit every day. And Jesus promised that he will be with them in verse 16 forever. That is not only in time, eternity, but that also has a connotation of every single place that you find yourself in. I will be with you. And what does he do? The spirit of truth comes and reveals the Father to us. That word, Alicia, for truth, means the one who will reveal 
the things under God's authority and the issues pertaining to God. No wonder the world will not understand him or accept him. He says in verse 17, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. You see that advocate is the spirit of truth that comes and reveals the truth to his disciples. He's the one that helps and reveals the truth and guides and leads. He's the one that dwells within us. In fact, a little bit earlier in John 14, 11, uh, that same theme is evident in that chapter where he says, the evidence of what my works were are before you. And so I will be with you. And the evidence that I've spoken about and that you have seen is that I will be with you. And I will empower you to do what I have called you to do. You see, Jesus is not calling them to just a normal relationship. He's calling them to an intimate relationship. To a relationship that is so close. And it almost has this connotation of so much intimacy that you enter into covenant with him. Like a marriage. You enter into covenant with that person. There is exchange of heart and blood, you see. I will be with you. I will help you. Because you won't be able to do it in your own strength. But secondly, I will tell you the truth about your life. Because I love you. So sometimes it's an effort to tell somebody the truth. Oh, you know what, they're going to be offended. No, love pushes us to tell the truth. It pushes us to say something good to that person that will build them up. And, and Jesus says to them, fear not. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. That word orphans has got to do with, I won't be uh, there. You, you won't feel comfortless. I will not be, uh, I, I will be there as your guardian. I will not leave you as orphans. I will be there for you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. You see, he comes, but the time will come where he will be with them no longer. But for them, he will be with them. And he wants them to understand that he will be in an intimate relationship with them. He's not going to be foreign and out there and running this world from a distance. No, the Paraklitos will be there and will be there with them all the time in an intimate relationship with them. Verse 20 On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. That word realize, hinosko, it's got to do with not just knowing that, but knowing it and understanding it and grasping it in absolute detail that it becomes part of who you are. You see, we're trying to accomplish so many things, and we try and do them in our own strength, But the Holy Spirit comes and empowers us. And so we need to not only just fathom that, but fathom it with absolute intimacy and grasp it and make it part of us. You can see something from a distance, but unless you taste it and make it part of you, only then do you know and understand what that is. And that's what Jesus is saying. On that day you will realize that I am in the Father and that you are in me. And I am in you. I will be with you and in you. And whatever you do, I will be at your side. I will not leave you as orphans. Why? Because I love you. He broadens out what he's talking about. 
And he doesn't say, well, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The promise concerning all believers is saying that, you see, if you love me and open your heart to me, you obey me. You see, there are many who reject the Lord Jesus Christ, yet they want everything to be good. How can you uh, expect everything to be good when you've rejected the creator of the universe? Friends, for you and for me, it's just not, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, I'm on my way to heaven. No, it's not just knowing about God and you're on your way to heaven. He longs for that intimate, intimate relationship with you and with me. Listen to what he says, the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. That word loved is not this platonic love or this friendship love. No, it's a deep, intimate love. And I too will love them and show myself to them. That show myself, I will declare to them beautiful things. I will make myself known to them. I will exhibit myself to them. I will inform them about life. You see, that's what the Father wants. And it's not the Father that's moved away. It's us, his children, that have often moved away. You see, we long to be back with the Father, please. Because the Father longs to be with us. You see, Jesus said that the sheep hear his voice. And that's got to do with an intimate relationship. They not only hear his voice, but they know him intimately. You might have heard me tell the story of my aunt in Cyprus, who in the village has these sheep and goats. She gets onto the donkey... She goes out into the field and she, she talks to them. Obviously, they speak Greek. Um, and so she talks to them. And she takes them out in the field and, and she goes in a certain field and they eat and they feed on that field. And I say, Aunt, what happens while you're going and they're not following you? You're on the donkey. You're not always looking back. They hear my voice. I said, but what, what happens if they go and visit somewhere else? She says, no, I know when one is missing because I know them by name. I've given each one of them by name. Aunt, I think you've lost it. No, there's that close relationship and they know her voice. One day my aunt fell off the donkey, so my uncle had to go. And so he takes them out and he leads them out into the field. Lunchtime, a little bit of ouzo, you know, with your Greek cheese and your bread and your tomato. He passes out under the tree for a siesta. Guess what? He wakes up, there's no sheep and goats. Because he wasn't communicating with them and talking to them the way my aunt was, they don't know his voice, they couldn't hear his voice, they went back to the village where my aunt was. You see, they know her voice. You get the point? Those little sheep that are not well, she puts in her apron and she doctors them and she nurses them and she brings them up and she gives them milk and she nourishes them. I said, that is young meat, aunt. That'll be good on the barbecue. No, 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 no. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And folk, that's the intimate relationship that God wants to have as our great shepherd and us being his sheep because he loves us. But thirdly, because you love me, I will come and live with you. Wow. If you grew up in a home where it wasn't good, you couldn't wait to get out of that home because you couldn't feel the love of the Father. 
It wasn't a comfortable home. But what Jesus is saying to them, hey, because you love me, I will come and live with you. And so Judas, the betrayer, or not the betrayer, wants to know how this is going to happen. And Jesus says to him, listen, I will come and live with you. I'm going to give you the parakletos with that intimate relationship. And as you respond in obedience to me, I exhibit who I am to you. I inform you about your life and the way you should go. And I will come and dwell with you. In verse 23, he gives more comfort to them. And he says, Jesus replies and says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And friends, when a child feels secure and the love of the parents, the love of the father, the love of the mother, that child obeys. But when they feel that love not, when they don't feel secure and at peace, then there is disobedience. It's quite obvious. And so he says, listen, anyone who loves me will obey my commands. And that word, obey, dereo, means they will guard, uh, they, they will respond in obedience, and I will guard them. I will build a fortress around them, and they will be the military that will guard them. I will guard them from any bad, and I will keep watch over them. I remember our little boy was sick, and he wasn't well at all. And when your kid is not well, the parent stays up and watches that kid. No matter how tired the parent is, that parent stays up and watches that kid in case it gets into further danger. When a child has a high temperature, that parent stays up and is uh, taking that temperature all the time. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You see, that's what Jesus is saying. When I come and live with you and abide with you, you respond in obedience because we're in this intimate relationship. That's been the problem since the very beginning, you see. Remember, with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, God wanted to walk with them and have an intimate relationship with them. But what happens? They sin, they rebel against his word. And so they cause a schism. Moses, I want to lead you and the people into the promised land. No, again, there's sin and rebellion. Okay, I'm going to give you another chance. And I'll, the tabernacle and the temple, I want to dwell with you. But they can't have that intimate relationship, so they, they appoint a high priest so the high priest can go and represent them. Well, friends, because of the cross of Calvary, that no longer has to happen. We don't have to have a representative. We can come into the holy of holies ourselves because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, according to one Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. And that word temple has got to do, we are the spiritual temple where the very Holy Spirit, the Paraklitos, the advocate, dwells within us. And so he guides us and he leads us. He leads us not occasionally, but every moment of the day. And that's possible through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. God makes that promise that he will be with us every moment of the day. In Ezekiel 34, verses 30 and 31, it says, Then you will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the Israelites, are my people, declares the Sovereign Lord. That word, they will know, is the Hebrew word yada, which means they will observe. They will recognize. They will recognize that I care for them. They will recognize 
uh, and comprehend that I am a loving father that longs to be with his children. In Ezekiel 37, 27, it says, My dwelling place will be with them. My mishkan, beautiful Hebrew word. I will tabernacle with them. I will take residence with them. You know, their tent uh, is not going to be down there and mine down there. No, I will lay with them in their tent. I will come and spend my presence in their presence. And that's what the Father wants. And as we celebrate Father's Day, it shouldn't just be once a year. It should be every day where we long for that Father to come and fill us afresh with His Holy Spirit. Zechariah 2.10, Shout and be glad, daughter Zion. I am coming and I will live among you. I will lodge, I will dwell I will uh, remain with you and rest with you. And then finally, he gives us his peace. He gives us his peace. If your heart is troubled, I will help you and give you my peace. Verses 25 to 27. On that final night, he wanted to give them a word of peace. That if their hearts are troubled, that they will be able to, to look at him and he will give them peace. That word peace, safety, security, protection, that word means exemption from rage and havoc. Wow. That's what the Father wants to do for his children. He reveals the truth to us. When we go off on the wrong tangent, he says, be careful. You're going to hurt yourself there. My little boy on his bicycle, if he takes his hands off the handlebars, Look, Dad, no hands. Sonny, put your hands on the handlebars because before long you're going to say, Look, Dad, no teeth. Sonny, I'm telling you the truth. Put them back on. Yes, Dad. We speak many times with our eyes because we understand each other. And so the Father longs to be with His children, not in a normal relationship, but in an intimate relationship relationship where we can feel absolute security and know his peace. A little while ago, God gave Nick Scott a word. The father wants his children back. The father longs to have his children close to his side. He has given us the Holy Spirit to do that. We cannot do it on our own. The father wants us back to himself in that intimate relationship. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Lord, many times we cannot fathom the intimate love that you long to pour out on us. Reveal more of that to us, Lord, we pray. We long for your presence, not just on Father's Day, Lord, but every day of our lives. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you have not left us as orphans. But, Lord, you are with us every moment of the day. Fill us with more of you, Lord, we pray. If you're sitting here tonight, your heart is heavy on Father's Day for obvious reasons. You know them. Come to the Father. He longs to have you back. Perhaps you need to leave this place tonight and go and make a phone call. 
go and make that phone call. Perhaps your heart is troubled. The Father wants to give you his peace. That beautiful peace. That passes understanding. But he longs for us to come back to him. And he longs to fill us with his love. I beg you, do what you need to do tonight. For his honor and for his glory. And let him touch your heart. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. If you'd like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, then you can contact the team at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church by calling the office during office hours on 9329-1777. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to your company again soon. God bless.